0: This is the AZ Brandcast, where we explore Arizona's brand and the brands that make Arizona. I'm Mike Jones. All right, today I am super excited to have joining me, Eric Miller, who is president of PADT, among many other things that he's involved with, including the Arizona Technology Council and the Arizona Commerce Authority. Um, But to his main gig, PADT, They are a globally recognized provider of numerical simulation, product development, and 3D printing products and services. And they like to build themselves as in the business of helping those who make things make them better. I really like that, actually. I think that's a great way to summarize what you do. Eric, thank you so much for coming on the AZ Brandcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to talk with you uh, today about PADT and your experience building the brand and Mm -hmm. doing it here in Arizona. I think that's one of the things I'm very excited about next time we have a guest come on so thank you for coming on give me a little bit of history so tell me about PDT how you guys Mm -hmm. have gotten to where you are and your your history in that
1: so there's three owners the company uh we started the company back in 1994 uh and the basic idea was um we were working at what now is Honeywell Engines, uh, was was uh, Allied Signal at the time was Garrett when we started working there. And we were using these three advanced technologies that were new at the time, 3D printing, uh, simulation, and then advanced uh, design capabilities. And we thought, hey, um, after two years of layoffs, <laughs> maybe we should take our destiny in our own hands and these technologies will probably become more mainstream, right? At the time, it was just used in these high-end engineering uh, applications, but, you know, everybody's going to be using these in the future. So let's start a consulting company around that where we'll use these tools to do engineering consulting. And, uh, and we did, and that's still what we do today. Um, We still do 3d printing simulation and product development design Um, and uh, Using what we hope is the most advanced technology, and it has spread to we work on everything from toys to rocket engines and everything in between um, don't really care about the industry and it's really about applying those tools to solve tough engineering problems. And, and what changed what we didn't predict was we became resellers as well. Mm-hmm. So we're a bit of a hybrid company in that we resell the tools, some of the tools we use um, that our company is kind of based on. And then we also do consulting. So um, that's been a bit of a switch for a bunch of engineers to um, learn sales. And that's been part of our branding journey as well, because yeah. it all foreign to us.
0: Yeah. No, that's super interesting. I think it's it's really interesting how you've taken something that's very highly technical
1: mm-hmm. and
0: probably conceptual to some degree and, and really mm-hmm. started to craft some some language that makes sense to people. I mean, I just even looking at the website, preparing mm-hmm. for the interview. It's like, oh, I get it. And I'm not, Good. I'm not an engineer. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't maybe know every single mm-hmm. keyword, um, yeah. <laughs> but I get the basic concept mm-hmm. of what you're doing. That's really, really cool. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what you actually do and maybe some of the, the products that you've been able to work mm-hmm. on over the years.
1: Yeah. So um, a lot of what we do is aerospace. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's satellites, it's jet engines, it's uh, components that go into aircraft. We don't really do airplanes too much, but the stuff that goes in airplanes mm-hmm. and um, uh, a, a given customer may um, like, like, I'm thinking of one um, in uh, Colorado, Sierra Nevada space, right? So they're making a reusable uh, spacecraft. So we sell them 3D printers that they use to make tooling for that, uh, those spacecraft. We do 3D printing for them as a service. We sell them simulation tools so that they can look at things like the airflow over their, their uh, uh, spacecraft, they can look at the air conditioning system on the inside, they can look at the stresses and the strains and the temperatures and the vibration that it sees virtually before they actually build anything and test it uh which is very expensive and then um on the design side we don't do a lot of design for them but um if we did uh we would help them solve when we when we have been involved in design it's really solving really difficult engineering problems so Mm. and and that scales up and down the 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 chain so um we've worked for toy companies, same sort of thing. They have 3D printers from us. We do 3D printing for them. We do design as a service for them on tough engineering problems. We do simulation to help them prototype how the toy behaves before they actually build it and commit to tooling. And kind of all those things together, scanning pretty much whatever a mechanical engineer needs to, to help. We supplement them either by providing the tool or by providing them with the service. Um, the The, the Some of our favorite products, um, local here, uh, GT Medical is one of my favorite right now. It's a a company that makes um, a, a treatment for when you have a tumor removed from your brain like Senator McCain had, there's little cells that are left on the surface and it's a little patch that go a tile that goes into that hole that where the where the tumor was, and that irradiates the surface with a little bit of radiation and kills those cells very locally. Um, it's something that came out of Barrow Neurological and has been a uh, you know I can't talk about anything we did for them, but it's been a great <laughs> great success um, saving lives. We love that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just good fun, and um, you know we work with all sorts of different companies, medical devices, uh, as well, electronics, um, consumer products, n- not as much. It's not a, there's not a lot of significant engineering problems, uh, there, um, big, big growth for us in helping companies in the cannabis industry be more efficient. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, when the, that's a, that's an industry where if you can get, you know, 5% increase in efficiency, that's a lot of dollars. So applying aerospace quality engineering to that has been uh, very beneficial for those customers.
0: Mm, That's really cool. Yeah. I like that idea of kind of combining your aerospace history Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that kind of like deep technical experience that you have and Mm -hmm. kind of applying it in different ways to different other different industries. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, we work for dental. Uh, yeah. we, just, we just did a, some dental stuff for helping people take scans and convert them. And, you know, it's just, it's just fun. And, and if you ask our employees, and um, at least what they say, one of the favorite things about working at PADT is that variety. Yeah. Uh, for, for an engineer, you know, you can spend your career working at an automobile company on doorknobs or door handles your entire career, or you can come to PADT and work on three different things every day. So they, they like that.
0: I bet. I bet they do. (laughs) No one's ever bored. Nobody's ever bored. No, (laughs) no. Uh, What have been some of the like successes or challenges that you've seen in growing the brand over the years?
1: Um, Really understanding what brand is. um, That that really was the biggest challenge for us because we approached it... um, uh, you know, in, 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 in hindsight, I've gone back and read things and gone, well, duh, but the, the old <laughs> adage in marketing, right, the people don't want to buy a quarter inch drill, they want a quarter inch hole. Yeah. Right? And that's something I hadn't heard until like three years ago, but, you know, every yeah. business school graduate knows it. Um, we were talking about the drill. And people didn't care about the drill. They cared about the hole. And I think uh, understanding that was really important. You know, we weren't getting a lot of traction, even though our target is engineers, Mm -hmm. we we still wasn't getting through to them unless they already knew that they needed us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really realizing, well, what do they want to do? What, what they wanna do is they wanna get their product to market faster. What they wanna do is, um, for a lot of our customers, they just wanna get stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our biggest um, uh, reason for buying tools from us or using us for consulting is, I just gotta get this stuff done and yeah. these tools will let me get it done or this consultant will let me get it done. And understanding that has been really important uh, from a branding standpoint and, and really understanding, and this is difficult for an engineer, the emotional impact of brand and the emotional impact of community, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we're we want we want to be, you know, we want to be the 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 people in the group that are like, hey, let's go to dinner, right? That 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 person in the friend group, right? And so amongst engineers in Arizona, we wanted to be the ones that everybody kind of said, well talk to PADT. Yeah. PADT are great to work with. PADT, you know, and and really looking at uh, you know, I would like to say we planned it all out, mm-hmm. but when we realized how important it was, looking back at what's working and what's not, um, it was really this idea of creating trust mm. with people because engineers aren't trusting usually yep. Yep. Um, they're, they're trained to not trust. <laughs> <Yep>. Where's the <laughs> and, data? Show where's the data. data? Yeah. Show me, yep. show me. Right. And, and, and especially in a corporate environment, if you screw up, you get in a lot of trouble. Um, so, so trust was really important and, and really making them when they're done working with us, they walk away satisfied mm-hmm. um, with something that was really positive that we saw. And just because of who we are and who we hired humor, uh, became an important part of that brand. Um, and so, um, you know, if you, if you go to our website, we don't do it as much as we used to. Um, we used to do an April 1st, uh, when we were doing newsletters and not yeah. blogs, before blogging, we were doing newsletters. That's how old we are. Um, we used to do an April Fool's episode um, or, or edition where we would take kind of these esoteric engineering topics and do kind of, uh, we would do a, uh, an inquirer style newsletter yeah so it was That's like awesome. yeah it was like britney spears understands or britney spears gets a new tattoo it's such and such equations for yeah. hydro, high, 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 high dynamics or something like that uh hydrodynamic equations on her back right so her tramp stamp is is uh, you know this calculus equation and we photoshopped it, it, it on her back um and and, and that was really kind of key especially when we were trying to get our their name out there and, it, and it, it softens the blow and builds that trust. And, and it's really um, being intentional. I think the big change was a lot of that came naturally, but until we were intentional about it, it didn't really benefit us the way it has, um, you know, being out there. The, the other thing that I, that I always said um, when we, we needed to really grow beyond. So our initial customers are all people we already knew. Right. Yep. And, and we were a small company and that was great, yep. but in order to grow, we had to get new people to know who we are and to trust us. Right. Um, and, and to take our phone call when, when it came or take our answer our email when it came. And so we really um, went on a campaign of everywhere you go in Phoenix, if it's a tech event, some guy or girl is going to show up in a PDT shirt. Yeah. And, and, and when you're there, just, you don't have to be on stage. You don't have to be in charge, ask smart questions Mm -hmm. and, and, and you should be able to do that. And if you, if you just go and ask smart questions, you'll build that brand around, you know, we know what we're doing. We're trustworthy. We're competent. um, And if you do it right, we're kind of fun to work with too.
0: Yeah. I love that. I I think, man, that's, that's a great concept of, Mm -hmm. Being present, right, and making sure Mm -hmm. the brand is present with the, I mean, the idea of the T-shirt, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't just be there. You got to actually show the brand. Um, It's kind of, I don't know, branding 101 to some degree of like, (laughs) it is. you got to be there. You got to put the logo on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I use this example, a bunch of presentations of Mm -hmm. the dial ad from about three or four years ago in the Super Bowl. It was kind of funny, and it was kind of ranked as one of the best ads that year from the Super Bowl. And I think what was really interesting is they say their name like probably 18 times in that <laughs> ad. And of course, all the advertising people that I know were like, yep, got to say the product name, got to show the product, got to put it out there. And so I think that's important. But I, I like the second half of that mm-hmm. equation that you put together, which was, you know, that that's, you're actually building the brand through how you ask questions, the mm-hmm. presence you bring to mm-hmm. that event. Um, And I love the idea. We work with a lot of clients who want to build their thought leadership and and kind of be out there. And it's like, you know, they all want to speak and they want to be on podcasts and they want Mm -hmm. to do articles. And we're like, yeah, that's great. Sometimes you have to start somewhere, which is just showing up and then using the platform that you're given to ask a question. Mm-hmm. I love and, that. I think and that's, that's how we
1: did idea. it. Right. So, so we showed up and, and, uh, I, and a lot of it was, I kind of learned it from, um, my, we had a fourth partner who unfortunately passed away, mm-hmm. but he couldn't help himself when he, anywhere he went, he would ask smart questions. He's kind of known for it. Um, a true genius. And, um, I saw him do it. I saw, mm-hmm. I saw that he went from being pretty much unknown in the community to everybody knew who he was. And he's not a particularly, he was not a particularly social guy. And when I, mm-hmm. when I realized going to a couple of meetings with him is that no matter what the topic was, he had an intelligent conversation about it. And it wasn't telling people, this is what you need to know about it. It was learning from them. He was interested and he would ask them questions. Well, next thing you know, he's the one they want on stage. And so being intentional about that yeah. over time, we uh, got on stage, but we also hired a marketing firm to help us with the PR yes. um, to get to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've, once we had, I, f- I think you feel like a brand that we, we could understand and, and promote, um, hiring a company that a marketing company that was good at PR, um, really helped us get out there and, um, much to their chagrin, we don't really use them anymore because we kind of gotten over that hump, but, um, yep. you know, it's so got the, you know, monthly article in the business journal and get asked to be on podcasts and, um, like the, the big big show out west for us is the uh, what used to be called the Pacific design show and now they I think it's called innovate, build make or something crazy like that. But anyway, it's a you know pre-COVID a 30, 40,000 person show. Um, you know they, they're asking us to host panels in the conference, right? It's not awesome. we're not paying money and, and bugging yeah. them. And and somebody asked me in fact a salesperson asked me at the last event that last last year in Anaheim you know how did you become a thought leader mm. and i said do you uh, unfortunately you got to be a thought leader yeah <laughs> you got to understand what you're talking about and you got to be willing to stand up and say this is what i think mm. um and, and that's how we did it
0: yep yeah and there's probably a consistency in there too you know mm-hmm. like you got to you, you can't, can't stop it once no. you got to yep. keep doing it keep saying yep. it yep um We talk a lot with some, some of our clients got kind of like, they get bored with their own Mm brands sometimes. Yes. And we're always like kind of trying to reel them back in of like, you can't, your customers aren't bored. Yeah. Right. They're just experiencing you for the first, second or fourth time. They don't live inside the brand like you do. And so they're not Mm -hmm. bored. Um, And that's the power of it. I
1: don't know if it's still a thing, but when we started the company, um, I I read an article or um, book or something about the idea of drip marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that it's changed its name and its technology is totally different. But back then, it was just about this idea that you've got to constantly stay in front of them and yep. keep your, not, not your detailed message, which engineers struggle with, right? Yeah, We want to, be, we want to give them <laughs> a brochure jump, with, yeah, with 40,000 yeah, 40, different bullet points, right? But just this we do 3d printing we do simulation we do design or we sell the tools that help you do that and just constantly drip that and it's frustrating because they don't get it they don't get it they don't get it and then all of a sudden they're calling up and saying hey, do you guys do blah, blah, blah? Like, well, I've been sending you emails and talking (laughs) about it for four years. But yes, yes, we do. Um, And because people are busy and like, I think your point is really well taken in that um, we're bored of it because we're doing it constantly, but they don't hear it. Often enough, right? Yeah. And you, you can you can certainly overdo it, but yeah. um, we were not anywhere near that. So yeah. that constant, and I, I don't know what they call it now, or if it's out of fashion, but I, I took that to heart early on, even though I didn't know what that message was. It's the constant dripping. We've got to do the newsletter. Yeah. If you're going to do a newsletter you have to do it every month. If you're going to do a blog, you got to publish three or four articles a month. If you're going to do a podcast, you got to put it out. We do, we do a very niche podcast mm-hmm. for the software we sell Ansys. We put it out every other week and yep. come high, hell or high water. If I'm just reading the stock prices about the company and that's the only thing in that episode, it goes out every other month, every other week. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, at least in my experience, mm-hmm. it's still drip marketing. I mean, it's yeah. some of the same principles. Like I, I actually got started in marketing doing direct mail. Okay. And yeah. it's really yeah. funny how like those concepts that I learned, the theory behind mm-hmm. all of it has mm-hmm. not changed. It's yep. just the, the the channels are a little different, right? Like with mm-hmm. social media, with email, mm-hmm. with obviously podcasts and video. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many other channels and media mm-hmm. to use now. But the basic concepts of like, staying in front of people, having a core message, delivering value yeah. and knowing that you're going to have to touch them many mm-hmm. times. And depending on the industry, I think, you know, especially if you're working in, you know, highly technical fields, it can take years to yeah. develop a, a somebody who's on your list into an mm-hmm. actual customer. Um, yeah. yeah. So, cause those sales cycles might be long or they might not turn over a contract for three or four years and open it up for bidding or, you know, it depends on what what you're talking about, but yeah, they,
1: they they don't need you. So one of my, one of my favorite books that I read recently is, um, how clients buy. Hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's about, the kind of high-end consulting, you know, the accounting consulting companies, mm-hmm. the Ernst & Youngs or EY or whatever they call themselves now type companies where you're, you're charging somebody $800,000 to tell them what they already know about their business. Right. <laughs> but, um, that kind of the, the, the guys that wrote the book, it, it really fit what we do as well, because, um, it's not like everybody, everybody needs milk. Right. And yep. so if you're selling a better milk, you can call everybody up and convince them that you have a better milk. Um, when you're selling, uh, you know, computational fluid dynamics, you are modeling the fluid flow in a, in a structure, um, they don't need that. There aren't a lot of people that need that every day, yep. <laughs> but uh, when they do, you want them to equate that need with your brand. Yep. And um, that was a lot of what their book is about and, and doing that work of, um, you know, going to the meetings and, you know playing golf, which I don't do, um, but, and, you know, writing the articles, yeah. sending the articles, all the stuff you're talking about that drip, drip, drip And it, and, yeah. it, and it's, and staying on message has been really hard because you want to improve it and, and, mm-hmm. and make it better and change it over time. And I'm always telling my engineers, nope, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, don't stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Um, um, you know, our, if you go to our website right now, which I'll, I'll let people know is being redone, it, okay. it is close to twelve years old. Um, at the time, in order to rank high, you had a lot of text, a lot of value-added text, and so we do. Um, and you'll see in the new one that we're down to just sentences yeah. um, instead of those
0: big long paragraphs. Yeah, um, really, just draw people in and make sure mm-hmm. your it's the main message. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, um, we talk about. PADT's brand how would you maybe define the brand like what is the kind of definition or the, the essence of PADT?
1: Well I actually I'm actually looking on my other screen at the documentation for the new employee training.
0: there you go um, uh,
1: so um, the, the, what I, what I point out is that um, it's both thoughts and emotions right It's mm-hmm. the intellectual side and the emotional side of it and the thoughts we want associated with our brand are trustworthy mm-hmm. that we're experts that we're dependable that we're quick that we do things in a win-win way Uh, a tough one but we're the good guys uh, Mm -hmm. in the situations and that we're friendly and flexible Um, Mm -hmm. and and we have to that I go on in the training to point out that those are just words unless you actually do them right we can we can say tell people we're flexible but if you don't respond in a flexible way when they have an issue and they need you to be flexible then you just if you do it 99 times right and one time wrong they're going to remember the one time wrong the brand's gone yeah and then and from an emotional standpoint i mentioned these before is trust satisfaction and humor those are Mm -hmm. the emotional responses we want um and you know i'll I'll be honest I, i i hate our name um, our, our real name is actually Phoenix analysis and design uh-huh. technologies. And it, and it was almost Phoenix analysis and design and advanced manufacturing technologies. Ooh,
0: that's even, that's even more fun because
1: we're engineers and we want to yeah. list all the things we do, right? Yes. It's very functional,
0: <laughs> it's very functional, it's very functional.
1: And, and, and then we, we just out a necessity abbreviated yep. PADT and, and finally changed it to a DBA, um, yep. as PADT, um it's it's not a good name and um people struggle with remembering it people struggle with saying it um it doesn't and so i get new employees that are like especially in sales are like we need to change our brand we need to change our name and i'm like no because all when you pick up a phone yeah. and they go oh you are PADT, and they answer your call or they answer your email because you're in p yes i would have loved to have done it 20 years ago before we built our brand
0: yeah but But the equity is all there now the
1: equity is all there now and if we change it we throw all that away so yeah the logo is old-fashioned and and the name is cumbersome but it is who we are um and we just got to stand behind it and be happy with it and um, yeah move forward. i mean
0: you can it's funny i was actually working on a (laughs) presentation i've given on monday about brand naming funny (laughs) enough and uh you know, I kind of break down the different categories of types of names, functional being one of them. And Mm -hmm. it's funny how often functional names get turned into acronyms. uh, That's like very common uh, that, you know, this highly functional, usually long multi-word name, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can think of international business machines, right? Um, And yet IBM's made it work, right? You can take a a somewhat maybe less than ideal name. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm sure early on in some ways it probably helped Right. Because that functional naming can help kind of establish like this is what we do. And even from an internal standpoint, it kind of gets everybody going, oh, yeah, that's what we do because it's in our name Um, over time. That becomes actually a a challenge to the brand. Um, But you can still put meaning behind the acronym and. Um, obviously, uh, you know, acronyms can, it's always great when the acronym turns into something pronounceable, I think of like NASA or Geico. Yeah, that's, um, that's the problem with our acronym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. It's like, yeah. oh no, it's like a little less, uh, <laughs> yeah. functional as a name. Um, mm-hmm. cause you can't say it. So, um, yeah. you can definitely make it work. And I, you know, I talk in the, I was kind of prepping for it and, um, and I've given this presentation before of just talking about how like, yeah, your name's important. And, and if you're, if we're working on it, we want to try to get it as close to great as possible. Obviously we want to maximize the time that we're spending on, on putting energy into it. And I think, you know, obviously you got to consider equity when you're talking about renaming and all that stuff. Yep. Um, but one of the things I, I mentioned there is like, well, 90% of your brand building is not the name. It's not the logo It's not even, I mean, to some degree, yeah, colors and identity, right? Those things are really important, but it's what you got to before, which is, this is what we stand for. These are the things that really matter Mm -hmm. to us and Mm -hmm. we deliver on them day in and day out. Yeah. Right. And we prove that this brand stands for these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then it becomes a little less like, you know, if you're IBM, it's less about the name and it's about what are you doing, right? Yeah. Do you stand for those things? Big blue. Um, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And there's a whole conversation there mm-hmm. about, you know, are they still doing it well?
1: I wasn't going to go down that road. I'm not sure if they're living up to their brand anymore. No.
0: But yeah. And that's hard when you're that big and you've been yeah. around that long. And
1: um, the industry changed as much yes. as it did. Yeah, The industry, the industry totally
0: they changed. created. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I'll bring up a, a, a local company that's not affiliated with us at all, but I worked with through the ACA, which is one of my favorite uh, startups here in Arizona, Quick. Um, mm-hmm. yep. and, and if, you, if people don't know who quick is there, they're a marketplace for food service people, especially bartenders yeah. and catering, uh, service people, um, and people that need that service on demand. So you basically go online, go onto their app and, and find a gig and do the gig. And it's, from a technical standpoint, it's really well done, but I thought. That it's a great example of fantastic branding, because they were able to. They they aren't, you know, uh, bartenders are us or something like that, yeah. right? They they are quick, you know. Yeah, and that can apply to any industry, right? Yeah. But when you apply it to their industry, what does their customer want more than anything? They want to get yeah. a, a a good server or bartender quickly, and what is that? Uh, bartender or server want they want to find a job quick they want to get paid quick yeah and so it really uh, it's beautiful branding um, yeah. great logo uh, and and I, I think if people want to look at that uh, as a non-technical and a non engineering company uh, one of the better branding experiences as far as culture and what what do they stand for as well yeah. uh, so and it, it's and, and where we failed we didn't know was it's easy yeah. to remember no no Right. Yeah, we didn't know back then. We didn't know this was important. <laughs> PADT, not easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, fortunately, we've only had confusion twice. There is actually an engineering consultant in Amsterdam named okay. Vanderpat. Oh, interesting. And he owns the domain padt.com, which is why we're padtinc.com. He got it a month before we did in the early days of the internet. Um, And we had an employee visiting there and he actually went in and talked to him in a PDT shirt. It was pretty funny. Um, (laughs) They're not giving it up. They'll sell it to us. They're not giving it up. Um, And then there is a crematorium in the Himalayas, I I think in in Mongolia or I can't remember where, which country it is, but they'll show up on the, you know, we do the Google thing for PDT news. They'll show up every once in a while. That the P A D T is Nepal cremating. cremating yeah, I think it's. I think it's Nepal yeah. is cremating more. Uh, it's in Kathmandu, actually. is where it is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, whatever country that is. Uh, and so they're cremating more bodies. You know, they added another cremation uh, thing for COVID, and I'm like, uh, well, hopefully people won't real won't think that's yeah. us.
0: <laughs> probably so, not. I mean, it, if you're if you're doing the branding right, you're in the places where yeah, exactly. your target exactly. audience is at, and they're not finding themselves mm-hmm. at some uh, crematorium yeah <laughs> yep
1: it's so funny everyone so they'll just show up in our feed and we're like oh wow that's pretty funny yeah. but um you know uh, it's we've made it work and i think that's the big you know the big lesson that that i try to convey to new employees is um you can find a lot of fault with the name and the colors and they're just yep. boring 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 you know we did the the thing you're not supposed to do is the printer had a this is back when when it was offset printing for business cards, he had a sale on this particular color of blue. And that's, <laughs> that's why we're blue and that's black. Why we blue. There you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: Sometimes the story, I think behind branding, <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I talk to all sorts of people all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of startups, especially they're like, Hey, you know, we want to make sure we do it right. Do it mm-hmm. well. And there's times where I'm just like, you know, your story is your story. And and there are times to like really, Mm -hmm. dig in and do do the really robust like really do it right and there's times where it's like you know what that's your color people already know you for it yep just just lean into it right into it and uh kind of own the story and have a little laugh Mm -hmm. about how Mm -hmm. you got there and let serendipity kind of be the history which is which is fun so yeah yeah
1: definitely agree with that
0: yeah What have been some of the uh, more interesting ways you've you've gotten the brand out there? I'm thinking particularly of one thing you've been working on lately. but You're I'm talking sure about our, others. our
1: silly, our silly novel. Yes. Um, I love it. Yeah. I think, I think we started down the road of doing things unusual with the, with the April fools episode yep. of our, 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 our uh, edition of our newsletter. And we, we kind of fell away from that when we went to the blog because it wasn't uh, yeah, once it a month type of thing. Probably. It doesn't translate quite as well. Um, we did, we did a couple of funny April for We would do an April 1st article, uh, but we kind of, kind of got away from that we probably should get back to it. Now that I think about it. Um, I guess that's one of the, one of the things I have before I get back to other individual things, one of the lessons I've learned, and you kind of brought this up is um, you, you, when something works and it's working well, you still have to keep doing it. Yep. Um, and, and we're just certainly guilty of getting a little lazy on some of the things that have been effective for us and got to get back to doing them. And as we've gotten bigger and I've done other things, um, you know, I was doing all that myself and now, now I, I don't really have the time. Um, it's, it's something we need to, to address, but anyway, uh, crazy things we've done. Um, well, well, one of the other things we do, uh, from a, from a brand building standpoint is we do two open houses a year. Okay. One is for families. So we got some cool tech. Technology, especially 3d printing
0: yeah.
1: um and um invite kids to come in and see it so bring your family um you know dad can show off what they do because they can't go to their office so they can bring them here and mom can talk about what you know what what she does and 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 explain things to people and um that, so we we try to do that in february as part of the SciTech festival mm-hmm. um and and bring some robotics teams out you know some from the community so again it's like it's it's we we do support the robotics teams yeah. right but it doesn't we don't get the benefit of the branding unless we invite them to the open house yeah. to show what they're doing with the robotics yeah. and and it's it's interesting that's what people the 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 thing that two things that people remember the most from those family open houses are those robotics teams from the high schools and elementary schools that just yeah. impress the heck out of them and the other is how their kids reacted to the 3d printing the, yeah. the excitement and joy that they saw. And those are fantastic. Those are, those are good things to do just on their own, yep. but there's no harm in getting branding value from them as well. And, and that's been really positive. Um, and then we do, we do more of a customer focused event uh, in October. And Key to our brand, we call it Nerd Toberfest. So instead of Oktoberfest, it's Nerd Toberfest, right? <laughs> um, and uh it's for engineers, by engineers, right? It's just it's it's no different than anybody else's open house, right? Yeah. But by branding toberfest, we make it ours. Um, we we you know a lot of people in PAD t shirts running around. Yep. And um again, invite our partners to come in and show off their hardware and their software and things like that. And um, th- those are, those have been really successful for us and, and got a lot of complaints when under COVID when we canceled them, right? A lot of I I look for this every year going to this. <laughs> so um, we, we did, we did the Nürtoberfest at the end of October um, all outside. We didn't okay. do, we only had one, one large room open inside and it still was really popular. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get the numbers up again. Um, and then, Uh, the the thing you're talking about is we just decided we were going to write a book, um, a novel where the main character is an engineer that does engineering things. And it's, it's, it's quite poorly written. Um, But um, you know, if, 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 if if it does, okay, we're we're about two thirds of the way through the story. Um, We may go back and edit it and turn it into something a little bit more readable, but um, you know, it's, it's about Ashley, who is a, a, a a CFD engineer, simulation Mm -hmm. engineer, who um, is using the company's uh, quantum computer and gets um, in virtual reality interface and the wires get crossed. She gets sent back to ancient Phoenicia. And uh, yeah, and she gets the pirates attack and she goes to Egypt and she uses engineering to solve the problems. So that's kind of fun. And it's been, it's been a fun, fun to write. And uh, we'll, we'll finish up the story in about two or three more episodes. In fact, I'm, this weekend I have to write the next episode. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. And it's, it's one of those things that you don't think anybody's reading and then you go to a conference and everybody's like, Oh my God, I love Ashley. What a great character. And you're like, Oh my you read it? <laughs> I don't think anybody read it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been good. And, and that's another, that's another thing that, um, that i've learned over time is you know and i and i say this to the engineers a lot is i had to learn the hard way that marketing is really about taking toilet paper and getting it wet and throwing it against the wall Mm -hmm. and you don't know which one stuck yeah uh and you don't you don't know what you did to get that one stick it's like it's just some of them stick and some of them don't And, and there's it's not a science so much as an art and 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 trial and error and and that's and, and you don't really realize the impact you're making until, you know, you get this person that says, we would like to buy, you know, half a million dollars worth of software. Oh, by the way, the reason why I called is I've been reading your blog for 15 <laughs> years. Right? Never, never interacted with you, never said anything. I got this new job at this new company. They don't have any simulation tools. Love your yeah. blog. Um I want you to be our Ansys representative. I want to buy Ansys from you. Mm -hmm. Um, And boom, all of a sudden you've got this new customer. And so all that work that you put into it thinking it didn't go anywhere paid off in that long run by creating that trusted relationship.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's almost like you have these kind of lurkers who Mm -hmm. you never really know exactly who Mm -hmm. they are until they finally kind of say, all right, I'm ready ready to take the relationship to the next level. And, and you're like, wait, we have a relationship. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, I'll give an even better no example. Idea. One of our more fun projects that we did beginning of the year that, that, uh, that was really kind of fun. And I, and it's confident the, the one of the things that's changed over the last 27 years is the lawyers got involved and we can't talk about anything we do anymore, mm-hmm. even though this is not at all a high-tech industry that we did this for, but anyway, it's a it's a local industry that you wouldn't think of to do engineering, a company that you wouldn't think of doing engineering, and um, they were developing a product that they could use in the service that they provide, um, and they had some internal engineers, and it just wasn't you know that's that's not what they do, it's not their core competency, yep. so they were talking to the a person that runs one of the economic development groups here in town. Um, and basically a realtor, right? That that yep. that works for these economic development people. <laughs> and he said, oh, he was just kind of complaining over dinner that they were struggling with this product. He says, oh, you should call PADT. The, mm-hmm. They can help you with this. This is what they do. So this is this person who is non-engineer, not technical, not a customer, but that we run into in the work we do for economic development, the stuff I do with the ACA, the stuff I do with the tech council. And so, you know, there's there's a... $400,000 contract out of nowhere, right? That these yep. people wouldn't even know existed until then. Yep. Um, and 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 you never quite know the connection because what he did is he told his engineer to go online and find this company. And the engineer went to the website and contacted yeah. us through our website. And he never told anybody that the connection came through this, this uh, economic development person until I saw the economic development person. He says, how's that project going? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah I told you, know them talk to you guys <laughs> I told them to talk to you guys. So you know you never know who's gonna be yep. your customer or refer you uh, mm-hmm. as a customer and that's another lesson that you know we were hyper focused on the end user, yep. the engineer in the cubicle and that's not who sends us work.
0: Yep. there's usually an influencer who mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we find that a lot with a lot of our clients just in B2B in specialized mm-hmm. or technical fields, there's usually, three to eight people involved in the purchasing decision. And there's usually Mm -hmm. even influencers outside of that group Mm -hmm. who are surfacing like that solution and saying, Hey, you should consider this. And Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, I I find that almost it's, it's come to kind of like surprise me how almost every company I've ever worked with in B2B has that. And when you find it and you figure it out, you almost unlock this little like secret sauce when it comes to your marketing of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have to win the end customer directly. Right. We win these influencers. We win a lot more of our deals. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, they get a lot easier because you have this trusted advisor almost who's, who's basically guiding them to you.
1: 100% and and what i always say is that the end user can kill the deal mm-hmm. if they really don't like it but um, in in the end it's that it's the decision who makes the decision is the important person to, to convince you to get value and that's why it's so important to create this brand that says PADT does these three things we sell these five mm-hmm. products so that when that need arises they make that connection and going any deeper yeah. doesn't really help anybody.
0: Yeah. Well, and I even love, uh, I mean, kind of going back to mm-hmm. the introduction, I, I love this kind of summary that you have of they are, in, you're in the business of helping those who make things make them better. Because yeah. yeah. I think about like that, you know, real estate development person who has some influence in economic development. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something they can wrap their head around. Right. Like even yep. your kind of key service areas and your products, mm-hmm. they probably like, I don't really know what these are. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to translate that and, and mm-hmm. talk to someone in an engineer and say, oh, you have this problem, then mm-hmm. it's PADT. But when it's like, oh, well, you make stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're having problems making it. Right. P-A-D-T. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, right. So exactly, I love that. exactly. I
1: love yeah it. it's a great example and our, and our slogan our, our, our motto or whatever you want to call it is we make innovation work mm-hmm. um, and and, and it, we, it used to be when we started the company it was um, we add dimension to your ideas hmm. and the reason why was all these technologies we started the company on were 3d technologies. the world of engineering was two-dimensional it was paper uh, and this we started the company in this transition from paper to three-dimensional computer. And so we thought we add dimension to your ideas was really clever, right? Because that's what we were doing. We were adding that yep. third dimension. People didn't want to add functional. a third dimension. They didn't, yeah, yeah it's functional, right? They didn't want to add a third dimension. They wanted their innovation. We came with this great idea. Yeah. We want it to work, right? Yep. And that's why we shifted the branding to that new slogan.
0: Yeah. No, and that goes back to what you said earlier mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. Kind of getting to like what's the end, right? What's mm-hmm. the end benefit that, or or accomplishment that they're really looking to get to, and all the stuff in between is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like how you get there is is definitely a question they're going to ask, but it's not really the core yeah. of of what they're yeah. looking for. You, you uh, still
1: got you still got to you still got to have to get in front of the engineer and do a demo and show oh, you yeah. you got your chops, oh, yeah. right? You get <laughs> but but you're not going to get there unless you have a simple brand message that gets you the meeting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, talk to me a little bit about just being in Arizona. How has that impacted the business? It's even in the name. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't realize that until I was doing a little bit of homework and realized, okay, what does PADT stand for again? And it's like, oh my goodness, it's right there. So yeah. For some reason,
1: we thought having Phoenix in the name would be beneficial. It's never helped us in any (laughs) way, shape or form. Um, But we thought it was really important at the time. Um, So, you know, what's been What's been great about starting the business in Arizona, and a lot of people didn't realize this until maybe five years ago, is that Arizona has always been a very high tech state and, mm-hmm. and, and always had um, offices, not necessarily headquarters, yeah, but offices for people that make complicated things whether it's medical devices or jet engines or rockets or helicopters right um you know a lot of people don't know that that the cell phone was basically designed in arizona right so motorola is based in Schomburg, michigan Schomburg, minnesota yep. and they talk about Schomburg as the birthplace of the cell phone but all the engineering was done here right?
0: yeah that's and really the, interesting
1: yeah and the ways chip the way chips are packaged Something like a chipper package was all developed here in Arizona Mm -hmm. by Motorola and Intel, and and so there's there's always been this kind of back engineering back office in Arizona, so we've we've ridden that um, and 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 quite well. And and it takes getting out there and getting to know people, and building that brand, and and also people you know and made happy changing jobs. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) Uh, that and and that's branding as well, right? Because they take that brand identity with them when they change the job. Uh, Um, so as Arizona has become a stronger and stronger tech hub, um, which, which we have actively participated in promoting, um, it's been really good for our business. And, um, the problem, and I've written a lot about this in my business journal articles, the problem in Arizona is we don't really have a community, um, because we're the back office and because we have such a good quality of life. Right. I, in a couple of articles, I talk about how the problem with Arizona Um, when people move here from California, they'll often people will say, "Oh, talk to Eric Miller. You know, he's been here a long time. He's connected all these folks. And they say, I, I've been here for six months trying to get my consulting business going and I cannot get any business. And, and what meeting should I go to? What should well, the tech council is where you should start. It's, it's one of the few community organizations that we have, but if you want to niche, like you're a, you're a HVAC expert right
0: yeah there
1: there's not a group you can belong to right because what we do is we work really hard and we work really hard and then we go home yeah and i think i think i built more um relationships when my son was playing little league because other dads were engineers working for potential customers (laughs) than I did going to events here because they just, until recently, they just didn't exist. Right. And the, and the the people you wanted to meet don't go to the events. Right. So they just don't go. Um, Um, we, we have a joke that the show I was talking about earlier in Anaheim every year, we, a lot of times we'll see customers there that we don't see in Arizona. Yeah. So they'll be walking around going, oh, PAT, we do yeah. work with you guys, right? Uh, <laughs> went to the space like down symposium. The or something. Yeah, exactly. Went to the space symposium <laughs> in Colorado, and that exactly happened. A company that is literally in the ASU uh, research park with us was like, we haven't seen you guys in five years. And here we are in Colorado Springs, Colorado at the <laughs> space symposium talking about doing business together. So we still haven't solved that problem. Um, leadership um, definitely gets together through the tech council, but when it comes to the second, third, fourth tier and the engineers, yeah, there just isn't, it's not like other places where everybody went to the same school or yeah. everybody everybody belongs to this or does that. And so you have to really work at it here. Um, that's mm-hmm. the downside of Arizona. You gotta be proactive about getting to know people. You gotta have coffee with them. You gotta go to lunch with them. For engineers, it's lunch. For yeah. non-engineers, it's coffee or dinner. Um and um you know just and, and add value in those mm-hmm. meetings, right? Um and um we we don't have a central place to go. Um it's, it's, it's interesting and we're working on it. I'm, uh, I'm working with some folks on uh, really targeting the space industry, which is growing in Arizona and, mm-hmm. and a childhood fascination of mine. So in <laughs> fact, I'm, I'm sitting here fiddling. I, I, it's, this is audio, but I'm, I'm fiddling with a little pin. That's the um, it's a little, I'll show you on the camera. It's, it's a little pin that says Arizona space industry oh, that's cool. Um, um, and um, your place in space is our logo right mm. so trying to create some community around the space business here in town yep. um, and and some synergy there we have an office in Littleton Colorado I don't have that problem in, in Colorado if I want to there's like three events I can go to and meet everybody that's in space in Colorado that is they're so all there they all go that's yeah really it's very different about Arizona At California California's the same way you can you can pick a couple of events and meet everybody yep. that's everybody that's anybody in that industry from cubicle dweller to CEO will be there. We don't do that here. Hmm. Trying to change it, but
0: yeah, um, it's up there. That is really interesting. And I, I'll just put this out there um, mm-hmm. for our listeners uh, mm-hmm. go look up Eric's posts on the Phoenix Business Journal. He's got a ton of great, great articles, very insightful. I think you think very deeply on a lot of different topics, not just <laughs> within your field of engineering, but <laughs> even yeah. things around like building community, networking. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think really important aspects of, of just building not only a great business, but a great ecosystem of, of businesses here in Arizona. So I do highly, highly recommend people go check those out. Um, well, we're almost wrapped up on time. Yeah. Okay. I, I cannot believe it went that fast. <laughs>
1: I, I like, I love, I love this topic. I, for an engineer, I just kind of really am fascinated by it because I lived it. Right, I, yeah. I, I had to figure this out because we weren't growing. And uh, um, I, I'll, I'll give a shout out again to the tech council. How I, how did I learn a lot of this stuff? Well, I went to their marketing events, right? Mm. So their marketing education events where where experts talked about these things. Um, and and that's been, that was really one of the more beneficial ones was uh, Miss Details is a local oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tanya Gagnon. Um, and she did one totally unrelated on restaurant marketing. Huh. It was about creating a brand around the restaurant. And it was so insightful for me um, understanding that from the perspective of an engineering company, was the same thing, right? You got to create a story, you got to create a band and you have to stay on message and stay on message and everything you do and everything you put out has to reinforce that message.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. But mm-hmm. well, if you don't mind uh, in the yeah. last couple minutes here, I might put you on the hot seat with a little, okay. a little right. game that we like to play called okay. Name 10 things. Okay, okay. So I'll give, give you... A little name. Ten technologies that you're getting excited about in the next, uh, maybe the next decade, let's say. So, and there's no wrong answers. That's one of the key rules of improv: is there's no wrong answers. No wrong answers. Um, The thing I'm most excited about
1: right now is broadband from satellites. All right, there's your first one. I think that's going to change. Everything, right? We uh, we use our phones li- a lot, but we live in a, in a in a in an environment where that's something we can do. But I think it's going to change everything. Yeah. Um, number two is electrification of mm. vehicles. I think yep. that's a game changer. It's been great for our business. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not bet. a complainer <laughs> about that. Um, but uh, it's not often that an entire industry does a reset, um, yeah. and uh, that's what's happening in the automotive industry right now. It's fantastic. Autonomous. I'll put as number three. Okay. Um, I, I think. Uh, it's got a longer way to go than people yep. think it does but um, it's gonna be here sooner than naysayers like me thought it would be um, <laughs> I definitely didn't um, I think that number four is gonna be um, reshoring manufacturing uh, and and, and I'll, that's not really the, the question is technology so I'll, I'll mention the technology I think it's gonna make it possible which okay. is uh, automation Yep. So manufacturing automation, which includes 3D printing um, is the only way we're going to reshore. And um, we, we've got to have highly automated factories in the and the Tesla factory is a great example of one that that really figured it out and yeah. is able to make cars affordably in the US. Um, and so that's, that's, I think a number that's what number four, or number, four. Yep. number four, number five, I'm going to say, um New technology that's changing. Um, I think
0: doesn't have to be new, actually. Yeah, 10 technologies. 10 technologies that I'm excited about. You could you could bring back an old one and uh, we can bring back
1: an old one. So so I think one that that hasn't paid off yet, that's been around for a while, is um remote medicine. So mm. remote diagnostics. So home 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 medicine, home diagnostics. The text close it's not quite there yet um i think that's going to be that's going to be big that's going to change people's lives for positive i'm excited about that um six is gonna be um solar okay i think i think wind is going to be a player but i think we're going to get the price down per square foot Mm -hmm. of generating with solar and i think that's going to be a big uh, player and then i'm going to go out on a limb and i've been i've been i could be wrong about this one and say the other one that gets me has always gotten me really excited is nuclear. Mm. Um, A lot of people don't know that one of the reasons why so many companies moved to Arizona is because our electricity prices are cheap and they're reliable. And that's because Because we have the country's largest nuclear power plant. Um, And it's, it's just been, it's been a, 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 it's built like a tank and it runs like a tank and it's been fantastic. So I think nuclear that's that's six or seven. I think you're at,
0: I think you're at eight.
1: I think I'm an eight. Number eight. So that was nuclear is number six. Uh, number seven, number eight. Um, something I'm excited about. Um, um, I think that I don't know what form it's going to take, but you know, the metaverse, let's, mm-hmm. let's call it that. Sure. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but I think that, the way we consume and interact is going to change we've seen it already with zoom and teams and stuff and i think that moving more towards not the crazy vision that's been around for a long time right i yeah. I, I used to use second life which is yeah. what everybody's talking about right now decade a decade ago right um,
0: real life duplicated
1: yeah 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 exactly kind of odd It was kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think the what what they're calling the metaverse or the virtual world would be number number eight. Number nine. Um oh I know what I research a lot and I'm really excited about is uh protein uh, plant plant plant-based protein
0: options. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Meats, as much as I love it, I'm not a vegetarian it's not sustainable right and as as more countries become wealthy they we just can't do it right so we need plant-based protein um that's got me really excited um Isaac Asimov was actually right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. You know that. Wow. And did you see, did you see the picture behind me of him? I got it on my shelf. Oh, I um, do. I do it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very influential for me. Uh, his, yeah. his, his early, early books, especially in the, yes. in the vats, the giant vats of, of, uh, yes. of yeast, I think it was. Um, um, you know, right. I think, I think I think the last one, and I, uh, it's going to impact us more than we know is artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's That's a big topic in and of itself. Um, But it's it's I'm trying to think of what what do I when when, when do I click on our news story, and that's probably the the tenth one. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, How how it can actually not the crazy stuff, but how it's being used day to day to change lives.
0: No, that's awesome. Thanks for playing along on your new yeah, 10 things. Fun. That was a great list. Really interesting. Good. Um, Eric, thank you so much for chatting oh, it's with been me fun. today yeah. and coming on AZ brandcast. Um, is is there anywhere where can people find you where how they can they get in touch and find out more about PADT?
1: So I, I don't answer my phone. I'll I'll tell you that right Good now. For <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I, I if you leave me a voicemail, it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna respond. I I I tried and I tried and I tried and I failed. So yeah. uh the best way to get hold of me um, is through LinkedIn, probably Mm -hmm. if we don't know each other already is um, I'm, I'm, if you just do Eric space Miller space, our annoying name, PADT, I there will show up because um, the brand is strong. Yes. Um, and um, definitely uh, connect there and you can get my contact information there as well if you want to email me. And that's the best way to get hold of me is by email. Um, and um, yeah, or go to a tech council event or go to a commerce story event. Uh, our startup community is growing um, and is really dynamic. And and uh, um, it's 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 interesting. We PADT doesn't work with startups, (laughs) but, uh, it's cheaper for us to volunteer to help startups. So when they become successful companies, they become customers. Um, and, uh, that's, and and we love it as well. It's just so much fun. So out and about in the community, um, is probably the best thing to do is get involved and let's build those connections that we don't have in Arizona. And, and really the answer is don't go home, go to an event.
0: <laughs> I like that answer. For anyone that wants to find out more about PADT, again, the website is PADTINC.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend people check that out, especially with the new website launching. In February, point. yes. In February, uh, that's so, awesome. So look
1: at look at the current one now and then let us and know what back. you think about the new one. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. when we put it out. Uh, it's we're really excited about it. It's a giant
0: quantum leap forward. And if you're into uh, novels based on engineering, uh, <laughs> historical novels based <laughs> on what engineering, uh, it's like all the my favorite things all combined There uh, we go. So <laughs> It's probably why I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. Um, go check out their blog as well. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of AZ Brandcast, where we delve into the makings of remarkable brands right here in the great state of Arizona. Thank you all for joining us. And don't forget, you are remarkable. And if you want to find out more episodes from us, check out our website at azbrandcast.com, as well as find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Amazon now. Uh, I think we're still on Google Play, but if there's somewhere that you listen to podcasts and we're not there, send me an email. Find us at azbrandcast.com. And again, I'm Mike Jones for AZ Brandcast. The AZ Brandcast is a project of Resound and is recorded in Tempe, Arizona with hosts Mike Jones and Chris Stadler. It's produced and edited by Sam Peggle. Music is produced and provided by Pabrid, an Arizona-based music group. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at azbrandcast.com. If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about azbrandcast, or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode, check out our website at azbrandcast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media LLC, 2020.